The following is a presentation of Foosball Radio. It's Foos Talk Live. You talking to me? Compelling and lively banter. Are you going to talk to us? Talking foosball. Foosball was how I measured my value as a man. You took that away. Players and fans, promoters and pros. Unedited and raw. Talk, talk, talk. Living in the moment. We have a lot of important things to talk about. All while practicing social distancing. Cool. We'll talk. No big whoop. Let's get this thing started. Foos Talk Live. Hi, this is Tom Robinson, and I want to personally thank our Patreon pillars for their support of Foosball Radio and Foos Talk Live. Here's a Patreon shout-out to Mike Veit, also Rob Cutler, Ernie Bischoff, James Sparky Castillo, Alicia Bilges, Christina Fuchs, Carl Fleischer, Jay Teal, Brian Schmidt, Cameron Burrows, Jimmy Love, Dwayne Stewart, Judy Schober, Reed Rector, Mike Green, Adam Gilson, and our friends from the 716 Buffalo Foosball Club. Thank you. Your support brings continued and expanding content from Foosball Radio as we cover the greatest sport on earth. Visit patreon.com forward slash foosball radio to find out how to become a Foosball Radio Patreon. Foos Talk Live is brought to you by Original Leonhardt. The Leonhardt Tournament Model is the most popular foosball table at the ITSF World Cup. Designed and handcrafted in Germany, order online and have it delivered to your door. Visit www.original-leonhardt-usa.com and use promo code FOOSTALK to save 10% off your purchase price. And here we are. It is Foos Talk Live, episode number 195. Uh, hey there, I'm Tom Robinson, and uh, looking forward to tonight's show. Uh, we're still recovering, by the way. Last weekend, myself and my partner here, Randy Raposo, spent a lot of time hanging out in Kentucky, Lexington specifically for the TKO, the tour kickoff, and had a blast when it comes to, well, just, just being there, having some fun playing, and of course, uh, being on air. Uh, I think it was Saturday night we got together with uh, with Don Wilson, a few other folks, and just kind of hung out. So, Randy, um, how you feeling, man? Are you recovered yet? No. No? No, no I'm still in rough shape. Um, oh, ouch. My, arm, my, arms, my arm still hurts, um, and I I caught an upper respiratory infection after I got home, so Ooh. I'm on I'm on steroids. Um, but I, I, I'm. You're here. I'm here. I'm here, Tom. I'm here, Tom. <laughs> you were so, a trooper. Um, <clears throat> so, Tom, I just sent you a message for uh, uh, Ben Illich's. Um, he's got himself a handle, and if you could send him an invite. Send so him an invite. I just sent, well, yeah, it's going to be. He said if we <clears throat> want to try that route. Okay. Um, I, I'll do my best, but it's going to be a bit of a challenge since we're in the middle of a show. But um, Sorry, Ben. Sorry, Ben. Yeah. do for you, buddy. Yeah, yeah. So, um, but, but no, man, kickoff, kickoff was great. Had a yeah. great time. Uh, got to interact with uh, a bunch of players that gave us some feedback on the show. Yes. It's always nice to meet new people. Yep. Um, if I could just shout out a couple players. Please do. Um, Ryan Scott. I played mm-hmm. him in pro singles. Okay. Tough. Uh, I got lucky to beat him. Super nice guy. Said he enjoyed the show. And then um, my new homie, uh, Heather Chapman, um, she said she thought I was mean. 
Um, and then <laughs> who would then say that about to, you, Randy? Come on. Yeah. And then we got to play Come some on. foosball and, uh, she, no, we had a good time. She was sweet. She said she loves the show. So cool. to shout out my, my new homies. So, uh, but nah, man, kickoff was great. Um, uh, a lot of great players, uh, new format, um, bunch of good stuff. And then of course, uh, you know, we, we've got some winners coming on with us tonight. So I'm, yeah. I'm excited. To yeah. Yeah. No, it's just, just a few programming notes that I wanted to add, uh, before we get into the meat of the show tonight. Uh, first of all, uh, we really appreciate your feedback. Now being in person, in Kentucky at the TKO. I don't know about you, Randy, but I got a lot of lot of feedback. You know, people just saying, hey, man, you know, really enjoy listening to the show. And there's always like that point where they kind of go, but, and then there's a, there's kind of like a, an extended, but, and, and then it's like, yeah, yeah, what, you know, what, what do you want to say? And, and of course, um, <laughs> it's usually, well, the show's a little long little 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 long like two and a half hours sometimes three and uh so you know they're very kind you know very gently explaining that you know people don't consume podcasts quite quite that long anymore uh, mm. so i'm like oh well that that's that's really valuable information and so we're, we're taking it to heart tonight uh we're actually we're going to be doing this show uh for exactly an hour uh so i think an hour is a pretty good balance what do you think I agree. Okay. I think it's a great, okay. great balance. Great balance. Yeah. Yeah. And it's, and there's, you know, certainly other things that we, we can discuss along the way. And, and, uh, as we go through our process tonight, uh, it's all about really focusing on the players, which is what we've always done. And tonight I have to say, um, we have, uh, well, supposedly two players, but I, definitely we have one, uh, from At the least. great, from the great state of Ohio who, uh, happened to win expert doubles with his partner, Ben Ilyich. Is that how you pronounce his name? Oh, maybe Illich. that's Ben Illich. Ben Illich. Ben Illich. Ben Illich. Is, oh, that is, is that Ben now? <laughs> is that is we said his name and he popped on? Is that Ben? <laughs> that's him. Ben. Right on time. Look What's at up? this guy. Talk about timing, man. That's awesome. <sighs> so we it is gonna be Ben Illich and we've got Dustin Bahas. So Dustin, welcome to Foos Talk Live and congratulations on your win last weekend. Oh, thank you. Thank you for having us. Oh, you're welcome. So uh, what's the weather like in Columbus, Ohio tonight? It's actually not too bad. I think we were uh, mid to high 50s today. Nice. Nice. That's, Very cool. Uh, yeah. It's a fake spring. It's going to get cold next week. Yeah, we're looking at snow here on Tuesday. We're getting a big, uh, <laughs> a big, a big dumping of all of four inches. Look out. I mean, it's, you know, I might get the broom out. We'll see. Uh, so, Ben, Ben, we see you've joined us. Ben Illich from, uh, from also from Ohio. Um, ben, yeah, ben, you and I have met before, and uh, it was a rather late night. Mm. It sure was. Late night, early morning, depending on how you look at it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, but congratulations on your win with Expert Doubles. And, man, I'm so glad you and Dustin can join us. So, Ben, um, just a quick aside um, what were we drinking at, uh, what was it? 4 a.m. It was, is a, a bottle of something and it, uh, it, had a it little... was, uh, I believe it was like a pre-mixed old fashioned from 1776. That's what something it is. like that. Yeah. yeah one yeah. of my employees got it for me for Christmas and I brought it down and I was like, yeah, let's drink this. Yeah. It said 19, it was 70, 1776. I'm thinking, man, it's, it's been aging for that long. Uh, I'm a little, I'm a little, uh, worried, but, uh, oddly enough, I remember the moment. So anyway, just saying, 
But uh, what a, what a great time we had in the, the post party, the post game party at uh, at the uh, the lounge first of all, and then it broke out. I think we just kind of scattered to the wind, but there was a lot of people yeah. running around having some fun. Did you notice there was uh, Ben? There was a game going on in the hallway where they they took a cup and they set it on its side and and set it about I don't know sixty yards away, and they were trying to roll a foosball into the cup. Um, if I had to guess, none of them got it into that cup. Correct. Because if you do remember, we were all hanging out in the bar pre that game. Yes. So I highly doubt any of them made it, you know, <laughs> into the cup from 60 feet away. Nice. <laughs> masters or not. <laughs> oh, and there was yeah, a lot master of masters. In that game's different. Yeah. Oh, master yeah. in that right. game's different. Yeah. I, I heard, I heard a good bar joke the other day. If you guys, you, you don't mind, you got a minute. I'll tell you a good bar joke. Sure. Okay, a uh, grasshopper walks into a bar, sits down to order a drink, and the bartender says, hey, man, I got a drink named after you. And the grasshopper looks at the bartender and says, you got a drink You got a drink called the Steve? Oh, man. Well played, sir. <laughs> it was... Anyway. Uh... Uh... <laughs> It's, a, it's, it's one of those things uh, tonight, I, it completely escaped me, and forgive me for saying this, but it escaped me that tonight is Super Bowl Sunday. It is. Yeah. But you guys are still here. Um, and Randy, you're here. Does that mean you don't real, really, you, you don't have a horse in the race? Real men watch hockey. So, Ben, <laughs> Ben, how much how much you got on the game tonight, Ben? How much you got on the game tonight? Yeah. Well, you don't have to say, buddy. You don't have to say. On the line. You don't have to say. Are you are you are you uh, you rooting for the Niners? Or are you pulling for Taylor Swift? Listen, I hope that at the end of the game, no matter who wins or who loses, they hand that Lombardi Trophy over to Taylor Swift They're because gonna. she deserves it. She's put the work in. <laughs> you know, there's, there's no other way to explain it. MVP. She's the MVP this year, all day. <laughs> That's it. <laughs> All day. Super Bowl MVP, regular season MVP. Lamar Jackson won the MVP, right? He sure did. Yeah, she got second place. <laughs> yeah. Which is a game. There's it's always next year, though, you know? Always next year. Always. <laughs> always. So so let's let's talk some foosball. Yeah. Um, oh yeah. Was was this the first time you guys ever played together? Um I, we played locally a couple times, never really played too hot together. And Never then um, North America Cup two years ago was actually the first time we played together. Oh, oh I remember we we played mm-hmm. Alabama played you guys yep. at nationals. You guys beat us. I remember. Yep. Mm, okay. You guys ended up winning the whole thing, right? We did. Yep. Yeah. Yeah. We let you win because we didn't want to stay out late. So. <laughs> oh, the truth. <laughs> the truth comes out. The truth well, comes no, out. No, see, I I remember because I had to play Biney and Mark Vanetti in the open doubles of that event. Oh, and we, and, and we beat them. We Did beat you? Them. Oh, oh yeah. Oh, oh yeah. listen, we, we carried Biney through that whole thing. Yeah. First, first it was first ball, first ball I pass and I shoot a slingshot on Vanetti and I start screaming and he just looks at me and, and he's like, really? I said, Oh, it's going to be like that all day, buddy. Oh Yeah. And then, uh, and then I had to play him in singles, and he beat me. He beat me. I was like, "Oh my god!" It was pretty. It was pretty bad. So, um, so okay. So you guys, first time out, you guys come out, you win expert doubles. Um, you know, Ben, I've seen you. Uh, I've seen you play front. I've seen you play back. Dustin, I've never really seen you play goal. Was this? Um, 
did you guys do any switching? Was was it pretty easy? Did you have any struggles? Any rough matches? T- tell me, tell me a little bit about the event. So the the game plan was no matter what, we were not going to switch. Really? Was, no, no switching. Huh? No. Yeah. Because we're both we're both forwards. Just it, it kind of set the precedent. You know, we don't we're not going to have to rely on each other up front. You know, to take turns if we need to. Right. So. Kind of forces, you know, the situation where you got to play your best game, whereas, you know, potentially could, you know, play a little bit more relying on the, you know, the goalie to come up and bail you out. Right. So we, we said right up front, we're not going to switch. So yeah, that was, you know, one of the strategies we had coming in. Okay. Well, and, and Ben, I know Ben has a really, really good two rod. He's got a nasty two rod. I've threatened his life over it before. Um, <laughs> so, you know, have, having that, having that option in the back is, is a really, you know, it's, it's, it's a strong, it's a strong right arm to have, but so, so game plan, Dustin's playing front. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, you're in the back, uh, you know, were there any matches where you kind of carried a lot of weight scoring from the back or was it just, you know, did Dustin, did Dustin just do his job and you just pull points? Well, it, it, Dustin made it easy because Dustin was doing his job extremely well. And it was like, I just sprinkled a few on there just for just for his sake. So, like, well, I'll take it easy on him. I just wanted to pull my weight, you know? Mm-hmm. And I'm like, well, you know, like I said, they, you catch them sleeping, you know, you throw a few in there. And now they start rethinking it. Oh, now we have to worry about him shooting. They just open up the passing and get the ball to him. Like I said, he was... He was passing and scoring so well, it just took all the pressure off of it. And I just got to have fun back there. Yeah, and that's good. You know, people don't understand the level of pressure a goalie scoring one or two out of the back really implies. Mm. And like mm. you said, you know, you come out, you bang a couple, those passing lanes open up, and then you feed your forward the ball. And and for a forward, it, there's it just kind of it takes a lot of weight off of you when you know you got somebody back there who's who's able to read those holes and make those decisions. So that's, that's, oh, that's time. good. That's good. That's, yeah. you know, that's just good foosball. Um, was there a, was there a match where you guys, like, were you guys ever behind or was it, I mean, was this easy? Was, was this just easy for you guys? No, I, I, I think in any of these events, I mean, anybody's beatable. Right. So we, we had, we had definitely had some close matches. I mean, mm. there's plenty of people, you know, in the event that, you know, I've lost to before. Um, you know, I think we played, uh, you know, Jake Valencia in the finals. Yeah. He put us out of four doubles. So, I mean, we, we, yeah. <laughs> we, we, I think we played in Louisiana and world. So, I mean, we've had quite a few matchups together. So yeah, I wouldn't yeah. say it was easy by any means. So there's, you know, probably some close calls in there. I feel, I feel like the expert division is probably, um, the biggest gauntlet. Of them all, it is. you know, because yeah, because the expert field is the thickest, and then when you sprinkle in, because almost all the amateurs and rookies play expert, so it, it is a very hard, hard field to work your way through and win an event, and then and then at a at an event like this where you had 325 players, yeah, um, you know, to win expert doubles, that's that's a that's quite the accomplishment. Uh, so you know, again, congratulations to both of you for that. Um, are you guys, is this, you know, is this something that could happen again? Are you guys, you know, are we seeing a relationship building and growing in front of us or was this a one-off? Oh, Dustin might be leaving me and going to the pro division here quick, fast, and in a hurry. Uh-oh. <laughs> yeah, well, I think, yeah, I think this was his last uh, expert event. Dustin's over 29 yeah. points. But, um, you know, I mean, you're no slouch. You don't think, you know, maybe you come up 
you know, play some pits in the pro. I, I don't know, Ben. I don't know if you really got it, but I mean, uh, you know, it's worth a try. <laughs> it's, it's 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 worth it's worth it. Look, I'm gonna look, Dustin. Again, this this is this is a this is a podcast, right? We're uncensored and we talk. And and me, I don't pull punches with anybody. Yeah, <laughs> no, I, I'm currently working on trying to steal Ben's open partner. So that's that's my current goal. Well, and and cool, and, and he's got a good he's got a good one. So, uh, but I I got the chance to play you for the first time in Louisiana, um, in pro doubles, and you played with I don't know the gentleman's name. I only know his beautiful blue satin jacket. Yeah. Hmm. <laughs> hmm, there's okay. a clue. And, 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 um, I think at one point he was, I don't know about physically, but, uh, he was hurt by what I did to him. Like he, he, he voiced, he voiced what, you know, I think he asked me if I, if he kicked my dog or something by what I was doing. Deeply disappointed. Well, no, it was bad. What (laughs) I, I mean, I hit him with some stuff, but you're, you know, you're, you're you're a good player you're really i mean obviously you just won expert doubles you're developing as a forward i think um you know for a while you were shooting a pull shot and you switched your shots am i right i did yeah actually um i think after worlds in 22 i was shooting kind of a combo pull shot snake shot then Mm. and then um 23 I, i switched it up i started shooting snake shot full time so any main rate, like were you, was your arm hurting or you just figured this is easier or what was the, the mindset? What was the thought process? Yeah. I mean, a little bit of both. I mean, it, it takes a lot to get through a weekend shooting a pull shot for sure. Um, I'm, I'm also left-handed, so, you know, I, I was kind of reluctant to, uh, you too. Okay. <laughs> yeah. I was, I was reluctant to not shoot a pull shot for so many years. My dad shot a pull shot, you know, all the you know great players in Columbus that I learned to play with shot a pull shot. So it's just, you know, I shot a pull shot, um, you know, but started changing it up. And, you know, it's hard to miss the goal at the snake shot, you know, even make the chances. Stupid rollover. It's what I hear all this stupid rollover. Right. But it's, it's, it's a high it's a high percentage shot. And like you yeah. said, when you get late in the weekend, it's still you're still going to be able to execute it at a high level. And not have to worry about stubbing the ball or, you know, put, look, pull shot. I have a lot of respect for pull shot shooters. I do. But, um, you know, uh, the rollover is, um, in my opinion, and I, what do I know? But to me, it's a far superior shot as far as just um, getting you through a weekend, not well, even anything else. I'm just saying, like, for durability, it's just you can't you can't beat it. So here's a here's a, a question for Ben. Here's a question in that regard. I mean, as a goalie. What would you rather block, a pull shot or or a, a rollover? Uh, I mean, obviously, I'm I'm a pull shot shooter, and I see those holes a lot better than I do see a rollover. Okay, but you know, when it comes to a rollover, you know, it's I I feel like you could pick up things. You know, you you mm-hmm. you might get burned a couple times, but as a as a goalie, you have to be able to adapt to that, and you know, try right. to take away holes that you know they burned you on in the past, and. You know, for the most part, I've been around this room forever, and a lot of the goalies out there, like Randy, you've been around forever as well. You got a book on a lot of people out there. You know, you know mm-hmm. what they like to shoot and what they can shoot. So having that book helps. Now, when it comes to these newer players that are now hitting the tour, now it's getting a little bit harder. You're gonna have to you're gonna have to eat a couple goals before you can figure out what's oh, going sure. on. But oh, no doubt, it's just adapt and overcome at that point. I would oh, rather yeah. I would rather block a rollover shooter. 
personally. Because yep. to me, the, I think the, the pool shooter, especially good pool shooters, have a lot more options. Yeah. So in well, so, so I somebody had sent me something. I'm not on Facebook, but it was uh, actually Columbus Foosball. Somebody had put a, a question up there. What would you rather block or pull or roll over, right? And there was a few comments from a few different people. And and in, in my opinion, and again, I, I'm just a guy that plays foosball. I think uh, a good forward's hard to block no matter what they shoot. Right? Oh, sure. A good forward, oh, sure. A good oh, forward's yeah. all, they're always going to find a way to score. So mm-hmm. um, I think, I think, good pool shooters and when i say good i mean um consistent guys that are gonna shoot the same on sunday as they did on friday pool yep. shooters kevin walker yep. yeah they're going away they're going away there's not a whole lot of guys that are still doing that or or even ladies mm-hmm. that are still hitting the ball on sunday like they were on friday so excuse me i think you know the the rollover um i think when the rollover started people thought it was a fad but obviously mm. it's 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 not a fad but sure to stay. i think i think from a goalie's perspective you your 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 main objective is to figure out what the shooter likes mm-hmm. right? and not let them have it and you know like you're going to beat me with your bad stuff and that's it make people uncomfortable so um and and it's part of that book that that Ben referred to right like i know this guy likes this and he favors this, and when it's tight, he does this. So I'm just gonna try to make him do this. And uh, it doesn't matter if you shoot a pull or a rollover. But you know, again, uh, as a as a forward, my goal, my job is to score no matter what. Whether it's I gotta dink you or shoot a slingshot or shoot a pull kick or I just gotta put the ball <laughs> yeah. in the hole. I gotta put the stinking ball in the hole. So uh, <laughs> just do yeah. it. Shoot so, the ball. So 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 on, on a on a personal level. Um, you know, obviously you guys have been playing tour foosball for a while. Um, you know, do you guys have, uh, you know, family, family responsibilities, things you have to, you know, attend to before you're able to go play foosball or are you, you know, do you have no obligation? Can you just play foosball at will? Uh, like, like Ben, what do you, do you have a significant other Ben? I do not. Uh, nice. dodged that bullet for a while. Nice <laughs> mm-hmm. <laughs> mm-hmm. Um, this this past year has been a little rough over the past year uh my mother last uh july actually just had a uh full liver transplant oh so over this past you know you know that happened july last year so this year has been touch and go for foosball for me you know you can only you can be the best player in your house when there's nobody on the other side of the table but mm-hmm. i just wasn't able to get out as much as i would have liked to you know but like I said, everybody's got their own stuff on them. Dustin's got a big old family over there. What do you got going on, buddy? I've got a wife and three kids, eight, six, and almost four. Oh, wow. Goodness. Dude, yeah. how, you look like you're 20. How yeah, you right. You know, that up? You know, I, I could have been Ben's accident in high school. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's right. <laughs> We're actually the same age, so. <laughs> Oh my goodness. That's I'm 38 funny. and he's 39. Sorry, Ben. Nice. Nice. I'm older than both of you. Oh boy. Wow. <laughs> hey, listen, if it makes you guys feel any better, Tom's older than all of us. So uh, Hi, what'd you say? Huh? Yeah. Uh, what? So you uh, can't even hear us. Tom, you're I'm, drink, older I'm than drinking us. water. Oh, I'm drinking water. <laughs> yeah. So okay, so as far as being able to go out and play, Ben, like um, you know, is it uh like for me, right? I you know, I'm married, I don't have any children, but I have to, you know, I'm not saying I have to like, um, 
do anything particular. I just have to make sure my affairs are in order. Obviously, like I work, I work a lot and, and I love my wife. I love spending free time with my wife, but every once in a while I get the itch and I want to go play and I tell her and she says, okay. And there's no one, you know, there's no argument. There's no issue, but I mean, like you got a, you got a fist fight to go play foosball or is it cool? Me? No, no, no. (laughs) Well, I, I play two brings a month and then um, I try to get out on a Thursday night twice a month. So really it's uh it's one of those like things once, like once a week that's not bad yeah so i mean essentially like when we first started dating foosball is my thing mm. so i broke up with my ex and she wasn't really into it when i started dating oh, you're jack me you're talking about your wife oh yeah <laughs> <laughs> that's, I'm, never, I'm sorry go ahead <laughs> ben tries to keep me at home as much as possible uh-huh <laughs> So yeah, I mean, it's, it's been for? good. She, it's one of those one of those things that she always understood. It's important to me to get out and play, and it's good for my mental health. Just getting away, you know, from work, and you know, kind of tune out. I swear, absolutely, that is absolutely. that is the God's truth, man. Absolutely. absolutely, yep. We, you know, as men, as men, and I try to explain this to my wife. You know, we're not the same, right? Obviously, but I, you know, I've been competing my whole life, and I've told my wife like this is an outlet for me regardless of the outcome i need to go do it so mm-hmm. and if i'm if i'm not doing this i'm going to be doing something else so at least this i know like you know it it's just it it is what it is but um what about like practice you know cuz we you know we we talked to to eric and jacob balcos a little bit ago and they both said you know we don't practice we just play locals like four nights a week uh, you know do you guys do four you nights a week time in? yeah I, that, four that, nights. Sounds like, that sounds like practice yeah <laughs> yeah, yeah. 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 So do you guys, yeah. do you touch, you touch a table every day or like what, what's, um, your, what's your routine? You know, so I work from home in the basement I'm sitting in right now. Um, so I probably touch the table, you know, 10 minutes here, 10 minutes there in between phone calls. I just try to go work the fire bar. Um, mm. But no, like really contiguous, like hour long practice sessions like I used to. Yeah. What so. about you, Ben? You put any time in? You just um, naturally so- get so about about two years ago, I put a, a very nice blanket on top of my table, and I'm I'm afraid that if I take the blanket off of the table, it's never going to look that nice again. So I just kind of just leave the blanket on there, and I I admire it from afar. I mean, I'm I don't hang clothes on it or anything. That would be rude. But that blanket looks real fucking good. Is it is it is it is it is it hand is it hand knit? Is it a hand knit blanket? Yeah, my grandmother knitted it. That was Crochet. beautiful. Hey, yeah. I, I got some in my closet. I know what they look like. Nice. There we go. Yeah. No, but I, every, every once in a bit, in all honesty, every once in a while, I travel a lot for work. So when I am home and I'm able to go over there and and if I do practice anything, it's my five bar. Yeah. Because if you can't get the ball, what good are you? See, there you are. Yeah. <laughs> Well, that's, that's, that's number one. That's number one. You, you got to do something. Um, so here's the tradition on foosball, Foostalk Live, of course. Uh, whenever we have somebody on for the first time, we got to find out where it all started. So, so Dustin, let's start with you. Uh, what was the first time you saw a foosball table? What kind was it and how old were you at the time? Um, so, I mean, growing up, we had a, uh, a, a pool in our backyard with a, like a screened in patio and, Ever since I can remember, my dad's glass top dynamo table was out there. And dynamo. So, dynamo. Yeah. yeah. Cool. So he, he played back in college and I think he bought that table in 80 as like a 79 table. Okay. So that, so earliest memories, we've always had a table. Um, kind of, you know, flash forward, you know, 
like Randy, like I was always doing something competitive, whether it's you know, mm -hmm. wrestling, you know, baseball, soccer. You know, we were always you know playing sports growing up. And I was getting ready to go off to college, and me and my dad started playing a lot that summer. Um, and then from there, you know, I just talked to him. I was like, you know, I wonder if I can find any, you know, tournaments on campus. Um, turns out, in my freshman year, I'm doing judo, and there's an alumni there. And I said, hey, do you know anywhere where there's foosball? He's like, oh, yeah, foosball. He's like, right by my house. Huh. He's like, me and my buddy, we play the, the DYP there. Um, so it was actually Memorial Day weekend, and um, uh, every Memorial Day, Dublin, Ohio, has the uh, the PGA golf event, the Memorial by Jack Nicholas. Yep, sweet. And, um, you know, me and my dad walk in. I get my dad to go out and play, and uh, I get kicked out of the bar immediately because I'm 19. <laughs> and my dad ends up drawing Paul Azinger. So Paul Azinger, the oh, wait, Paul Azinger. Azinger, the golfer, the golfer. Oh yeah, oh yeah, he plays. He plays football. So he, he, he would, yeah, he would come out um, with this caddy who's actually won, um, the name escapes me, but he won semi-pro doubles worlds at like 95. Damn. So, um, okay. That was, yeah. that was my first you know experience with competitive foosball, not getting to play. Get out, kid. <laughs> I came back, I came back that fall after I talked to the bartender or okay. the owner. No. Well, you think if you had your dad with you, that would be no big deal, right? Like, you know, I'll make sure the yeah. kid doesn't drink. It's yeah, fine. Exactly. <laughs> wow. So, okay, Ben, how about yourself? What uh, What was the first time you saw a foosball table? How old were you and what kind of table was it? Um, I was 16 years old. Mm -hmm. It was a tornado. It was the old marble top. We wanted this game room that we used to hang out in. It just opened up freshly. We all hang around, play pool. I was 16 years old, me and all my, my old shithead friends. Sure. <laughs> uh, you know, <laughs> <being> teenagers. <laughs> and uh, I got to know the the owner, Brian Tafe, who was actually a pro from the 90s. Mm. Um, and he started me playing. He's like, why don't you play foosball? And I watched him play, and I was like, oh, man, that's pretty cool. And then he actually had a tournament there the following week. And that's the cool. first time I ever saw Dusty Bamanek play. Oh, Dusty, yeah. Yeah, yeah. Oh, uh, there was a lot of a lot of good players. John Von Schwartz, Dusty Bamanek, uh, a whole bunch of guys from New York and Michigan. He had a big tournament. Uh and I was like, wow, that's uh that's pretty awesome. And he was like, Well, oh, I'll put you in, I'll put you in this draw. I was like, What are you talking about, dude? I've never played that before in my life. Mm-hmm. <laughs> never played before in my life. And uh, he ended up putting me in a DYP that weekend. And it was hooked ever since. Let me guess. You won the whole thing. No. No. Absolutely <laughs> oh, not. Man. <laughs> no. I, I, drew, yeah. I drew a local player named Ben Johnson. And he had the most boringest snake shot ever in history. He just sat up on the ball and either went push or pull. And that was it. No rocking the ball. No nothing. He huh. had a toothpick hanging out of his mouth. And he would just wiggle back and forth. <laughs> and then he shot. <laughs> I love the description. It just... yep. <laughs> that's it. That's all it did. <laughs> would the tooth wait? Would the toothpick stop when he was going to shoot? That's kind of a tell. No, oh. no kept going. It just kept, kept going. going. That was that's pretty good. <laughs> I love that. <laughs> that visual is just perfect. Right. <laughs> We're going to use that someday. By the way, you know, <laughs> dude with a toothpick. Dude, back and forth, but it just never stopped. But it didn't he roll just back sit and on, forth. Sit on a snake shot and either do a push or a pull. That was it. I don't <laughs> so, think he ever looked at the straight ever. 
<laughs> most 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 rollover shooters don't. Most rollover shooters don't. Yeah. Yeah. That's you want to block stuff. a rollover shooter? You just 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 leave well, the middle. Yeah, just leave the middle. That's sure. it. It's not that hard. Yeah. Yeah. Ah oh, boy. Dustin, what was the first time you went to a major? What uh, what happened to the first major? Um, so it was the uh the Super Bowl of Foosball two thousand five, so it's now the tour kickoff. Mm. Okay. Um, Same deal. So yeah, back then they did the packages, or at least I think everything was like half off for beginners or something like mm -hmm. that. So I played every single event I could. Nice. And you know, I don't think I won a match for my first two um, okay. you know, major tournaments, right? So and then that was actually the start of, you know, me and my dad we'd play what was it Billy Hayden, Dan Casey every first round of open doubles for like five, three or four years. So, wow. wow. Yeah. Very cool. This is weird how it always lined up. Ben, your first major. Um, I want to say it was 2000. I'm pretty sure it was nationals and I believe it was Atlanta, Georgia. That's back when we had nationals in Georgia. Oh yeah. Okay. Um, I had already became a rookie by then. Cause that year we had Ohio state. I won beginner singles and rookie singles. Ooh. So I was a rookie going down there. And then I got the crap beat out of me while I was down there. I was like, well, this was real humbling, guys. Thank you. <laughs> <laughs> Reality check. This one's much bigger, and I'm a very small fish. <laughs> yeah, that's, that's fun. That's fun finding oh, that no. out, isn't it? Right? It's the comeuppance. The comeuppance. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. We all get them. We all get yep. them. Yeah, so uh, so what's the rest of the year looking like for you guys? Um, for me, um, I don't know if this is a good time to plug the Arnold, but we've got... Um, plug it, buddy. It plug is. It. Plug it. Yeah, so we've got a tournament coming up in Columbus, Ohio. It's going to be uh, the sixth annual Arnold Sports Festival uh, Tornado Foosball Championships um, at the Ohio Convention Center. Um, it's going to be March 1st through the 3rd. So it's a, that, that one's a pretty cool event. Um, the sports festival itself brings in about 10,000 athletes across all sorts of eclectic sports like foosball. There's slap fighting, extreme tag. There's slap fighting. There's nowhere else in the world that you can watch adult tag and then go watch somebody play foosball immediately after. <laughs> that's awesome. There's nowhere else. In the world. Slap fighting. That's awesome. <laughs> So yeah, that's, that's a cool one. So if anyone, you know, wants to come out to that, check out the Ohio Foosball Facebook page. I think Blake Robertson's going to be coming. We have Kenneth Dale that's going to be there, Cody cool. Byrie. Um, so Arnold should be showing up Saturday afternoon to uh, to pay a visit and, you know, check out the foosball. He's been by a couple times, so. That's awesome. Yeah. That's so awesome, man. Yeah, you got, so you said this is the sixth one, right? Sixth one, yeah, so. It's um it's kind of a slimmed down schedule. So Friday we do a monster DYP, um, which you know, I think a lot of the players that are in the area they they find that to be a lot of fun. Mm -hmm. it's, you know, a little bit different. Um, and then on Saturday we just run open singles, open doubles. We run the events all the way out. So, you know, if you're driving from Michigan, you want to go home. You know, it's not a big deal. Um, and then on Sunday we do amateur singles and amateur doubles. Nice. Yeah, very. That's cool. a good so, setup. Yeah, it's yeah. a good yeah. setup. Um, so. Uh, what about the rest of the year, Dustin? You got it planned out, or you just you you playing it by ear? Yeah. So after that, gonna go to Wisconsin, which is gonna be a lot of fun. I haven't gone yet. I hear a lot of great things about that tournament. So looking yeah. forward to that. Teddy Teddy came to the Arnold last year, so I definitely got to go visit him up in Wisconsin. You know, in in March, and then um, gonna be out in Vegas in April, 
And then from there, I've got nothing else planned to Worlds. Nice. Cool. Nice. Ben. What about you, Ben? What you what you got lined up? Well, of course, the Arnold. Uh, that's that's like two and a half. <laughs> I consider myself to be a local player in Columbus at this point. Mm-hmm. We don't have a big scene up in Youngstown anymore, so I'm usually down in Columbus at least two weekends out of the month playing foosball with those guys. So cool. That's my that's my foos fam down there. So we'll be at the Arnold. I'll be uh, going to Wisconsin, where there's four of us that are going to pack up and to wisconsin there um i'm not going to vegas because the last time i was in vegas i got on a hot blackjack table Uh-oh. and i forfeited out of two events <laughs> but i compensated my partner very well <laughs> oh, really for, for pray, out pray tell. so from now on i don't mix foosball and let's and, hear and let's let's anymore. hear what happened on the hot blackjack table i want to know what 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 went down no 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 Come don't on. say the irs might be listening ben don't say anything <laughs> let's just let's just say <clears throat> that i uh, i made more money in that eight hours i was on that table than they gave away at the whole tournament oh <laughs> so understood i copied like you, a I owed five four for out of a singles event and a doubles event, and I compensated my partner very well for forfeiting out of the event. And I wouldn't and be mad at you if we were partners. Nope. I wouldn't be mad totally at you. Totally understood. Totally I wouldn't down. be mad at you. Let's play together you, when we buddy. go to Vegas. Let's do it. Good for you, buddy. No, listen. I still remember a couple of years ago uh, at the kickoff when the Bengals made the Super Bowl, and somebody <laughs> told me ben, ben laid a crazy preseason bet for the Bengals to go to the Super Bowl, and it hit. Yep. And I just asked mm-hmm. him to borrow some money. I was like, bro, <laughs> borrow some money. So good, good for you, buddy. Yeah. Good for you. Good for you. That's awesome. Uh, it's fun. Yeah. The hall, look, the Hall of Fame, great tournament. Always, yep. Yep. always a ton of international players. If you can win at the Hall of Fame, mm-hmm. you're, you're, do, you're doing some stuff. But I haven't been to the Hall of Fame since like 2006. So wow. um, for very specific reasons very specific <laughs> okay let's move on that causes the, that causes the, the, the curiosity <laughs> eyes are a dead giveaway right he doesn't let's want to talk on. about it. curiosity let's, gets let's the better on. of me was that let's the felony charge by any chance just wondering no no the felonies were i was 17 when i caught those felonies <laughs> oh, tom i, I cost my parents a lot of money oh, a lot of money much later yeah but no nah, my record it, it was continued out of finding technically i wasn't convicted so i'm okay okay <laughs> I'm relieved. Yeah, hey, that's right. You're relieved. I'm relieved. <laughs> the guy, the guy, the guy that caught what happened, not so much. But anyway, uh, so let's get back to foosball, guys. Uh-huh. Um, so, so, um, so, Dustin, you told me um, at the Hall of Fame you are playing open doubles with Dusty Bambanek. Great Bam. player, tremendous female player. Have mm-hmm. you had the chance to play with Dusty before? Uh, we did play in Michigan. We did did pretty good. Did pretty good. Are you excited to play with her at the Hall of Fame? Absolutely. Oh yeah. yeah she's, she's she's really good. I've never had the chance to play with her. I've interacted with her a bunch of times. I know Ben played with her at the kickoff. Uh, she's she's awesome, mm-hmm. man. Sweet sweet lady. She was one of the first lady foosers I ever met that had pro men's points and doubles. Yeah. Uh, she's always been so good, so sweet, so nice. Um, what type of like, what's it like playing with somebody like that? Having somebody like that behind you? Is she, you know, 
I don't feel like she'd be the type of person to, to kick you when you're down. But I mean, does she encouraging? Does she, or does she just do her job and keep her mouth shut and play foosball? Yeah, I mean, even keel. I, mean, I think our personalities mm-hmm. work very well. I mean, we we try not to show any frustration or anything like that, and mm-hmm. um, she just feeds you the ball. Yeah, nice. Yeah. It, somehow she just lays the ball in your three, no matter where you're at. So wow. It's 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 really fun to play with Dusty for sure. Nice. And she's practically a player like, you know, Ben. You know, she comes down two hours, you know, twice a month to play with us. So we get to see her a lot, which is really nice. Yeah. Yeah. You you guys in, in Ohio, you guys have a you guys have a, a, a pretty good scene. I know you got um the Shropels. How far are the Shropels from you guys? Um, they're about two hours. Do they come out and play your, your locals? Um, they come out to about one or two brings a month usually. Okay. Yeah. I mean, we've got we've got two, we've got two two promoters and Tim Literal, um, and he's actually the, I, I should have mentioned his name. He's the one that got you know the Arnold Foosball Championship going. Um, he's been you know doing a lot of work for a long time in Columbus. So we've got uh, we've been in a number of bars. He, he's got us into, but right now you know we've been in the Bowling Palace with five tables for at least six or seven years now. Cool. He does a lot for, you know for Columbus Foosball. Um, you know, getting players in, and we like we have another place we play at once a month just for bring Andy Whipple. Um, it, it's his his man cave. You know, it's oh nice, pretty cool setup. You gotta have yeah, somebody a, like that. Building next to his house. It's yeah, yeah. So he pulls in a lot of you know outside that's, talent from the state. That's awesome. You got um Danny Bennett. He's an Ohio guy too, right? He is Columbus. Yep. Yeah, he um Dan Dan's been getting good, man. I've been watching him for a couple of years, and he's been getting really good. Um. You guys have some solid pro- Mark Vanetti, you know, I know Mark's been around forever and uh mm-hmm. I saw him at the kickoff and shout out to Mark. But at one point I saw Mark Vanetti wearing a pair of Steve Viney shorts. I think it was Sunday. <laughs> of his his shorts. Like they swapped shorts. Man, <laughs> listen, I'm I'm not dogging Mark. I like Mark. Mark's an awesome dude. But homeboy, I don't trade homeboy shorts. had a I'm pair sorry. of Steve Viney shorts on. Them shorts were yeah. touching his ankles. Okay. <laughs> Wow. I'm just saying, uh, th- to watch those two play together, standing next to each other. Like I said, we, I play, when we played you guys at, at Nationals, mm-hmm. I'm like, mm, mm. you know, Steve's, Steve is, you know. Yeah. And, but anyway, they're, they're, they, were, they were a tough team. And, uh, you know, mm-hmm. you guys have a lot of really experienced, high-level players to learn from and soak information in from in your area. So it makes Ohio foosball extremely competitive. Um, you know, there, there are a lot of – hotbed areas in the country and i think people kind of overlook ohio and now you know with cody coming in and i heard ken's there hanging out for a while so Mm -hmm. uh, you you guys got you guys got some good stuff going on what's what's you know what's the future of ohio foosball looking like obviously you got the arnold coming up you guys are you thinking about you know maybe getting a state going or you just uh you just going to keep things the way they are and continue to try to build yeah we we are talking about a state and that's one of the things tim's trying to do um, as well so there's more to come on that right now it's just finding a venue it might be at the bowling palace um you know where we already have a good relationship with management and cool um you know the, the biggest issue in columbus is finding a hotel to actually host the event so it, it probably would have to be somewhere like you know the columbus bowling palace or something like that um if we're going to have it in columbus but hopefully this year if not you know at the end of the year it'll be next year nice yeah, I think that that I think that tends to be an issue for a lot of places because um, 
like my my guys back home in Massachusetts, the, you know, we've been trying to put something together, and it's just um, trying to find the right mix because we have a spot that we could do it, but then we'd have to find a hotel, mm-hmm. and then if we want to do it at a hotel, we got to pay for the ball. It's just it's it's tough, man. People don't understand the stuff that it takes to make you know an event like this happen. Uh, you know, it's and, tough. and again. Yeah. And again, you know, with you guys having the classic, uh, the Arnold classic going, that's, 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 that's pretty cool because that really, it, 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 ex- it exposes foosball to a group of people that otherwise probably wouldn't even know anything yeah. about it. Oh so, yeah. I mean, that's, that's, that's pretty um, Yeah. To that point, like Tony came and, you know, to the tournament last year, which was awesome. Mm-hmm. He had a fantastic time. Um, he spent so much time out in the hallway. I mean, we have wide open, you know, viewing everyone's walking by looking in seeing foosball we had a table right out in the hallway and he'd be out there just playing with the crowds as they passed nice that's awesome that's the way you do it around him they loved watching him play yeah yeah he's a he's a great ambassador for foosball you know yeah. it's it's sad that we lost him uh you know talk about him like he's passed away but uh you know <laughs> I, I know look i know i know he's doing i know he's doing great in europe i mean he's he's kind of winning everything over there now he's so. doing the you know what he's doing is the multi-table thing so yeah. you know yeah. uh, world cup in 2025 clearly you know he's going to dominate no doubt and yeah. uh, team usa so yeah 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 so you know we'll see uh uh, he's. I think the only thing he hasn't won is that multi-table, yep. that singles multi-table world championship. So I think that's what he's gunning for. And then I've been watching some of his stuff. I don't know how much foosball you guys watch, but uh, that Leonhardt tournament he just won like a month ago. I mean, he was so aggressive, man. I like. Mm-hmm. I don't know. I don't know. You know. I obviously you guys are both busy and uh, you know you have lives and different things. But I I watch foosball almost every night before I go to bed, and I try to kind of you know take tidbits from different players and stuff like that but tony's a guy that like i've watched his progression since 03 and his game's just gotten like constantly more and more and more aggressive yes and then watching that leonhard tournament like he was just like all gas go 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 just like and he's added a new wrinkle now where he's passing the ball to the five and then he's just converting into a shot now it's not even a transition (laughs) off the wall it's a shot so i'm excited to see what he does when he comes back for worlds or whatever tournament he's coming back for but um probably worlds yeah yeah so um yeah i don't know ben what's the score buddy i think kansas city came back dude <laughs> you know what yeah. i also have, i haven't looked i've been looking that's why i was kind of losing my mind <laughs> okay um, it's 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 uh okay no we're good san francisco's back on top 16 13 all right. I say Kansas City's the second half team, man. So you always got to watch uh, out for them. In the second yeah, half. yeah. Taylor Swift. You know. Taylor Swift, man. There's no, there's no arguing with that. <laughs> Taylor Swift. Oh boy. So, so at, at the kick at the kickoff, um, you know, you guys won expert doubles, of course. Um, were there any players that you watched that maybe you hadn't seen or hadn't met that kind of surprised you or? Uh, you know, just any general thoughts like you guys, you played pro doubles, open doubles, obviously championship format. Like, what'd you guys think about that stuff? Yeah. The championship format's pretty cool. I dig it. You know, people, you know, got all bent out of shape about it. And it's like, oh, well, no, you know, if you lose, you're automatically playing for second. Well, I mean, for third, somebody makes through the winner's bracket and, and, and goes without losing. You know, I, I feel like they kind of deserve that first place finish no matter what. Yeah. And it, you got to look at it from, and I know we've all been there. You could win the winner's bracket and not play another match for two days. And now you're ice cold getting to the table. You know, it's, I, I, I enjoyed the, the championship mode bracket. Well, 
What about you, what about you, Dustin? What'd you think? Yeah, I, I have mixed feelings. I I think I liked it for pro. Okay. Um, I like the best of five format in the winners bracket. That was actually kind of nice, even though you know we lost our match to uh, Chase and Kevin. We were up two games to nothing. Oh, I still want to testify. Oh, um, <laughs> and I, I'm kind. I'm kind of, I, I kind of see both sides of it. The true double elimination is just one of those things that have, you know, it's kind of been ingrained into foosball, right? It's, yeah. mm-hmm. it is one of those things that's oh, truly. Is Tom okay? Or, right? I'm okay. What's that? You're, you're asking. <laughs> yeah, I, I think, I think the, um, the problem though, we're, I, and this is the opinion of another master that was sitting there where I was watching, you know, we're watching the, the loser's bracket or elimination bracket and, you know, it, it does kind of kill from a spectator position, you know, some of the masters. They're, they're just not giving it their all, you know. I mean, those guys are used to playing for first, mm, yeah. you know. So you're, you're getting a different game out of them, I think, you know, towards the end of the, the event. You know, there's no coming back. They're just kind of, you know, playing out the matches. But, yeah, so third is still third. Downside. Third is still in the money. So, yeah. Right. Well, and this is a conversation that's been had. Um third needs to be uh more attractive right mm-hmm, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. as far as as far as your return so this was the first this was the first tournament they used this format and and it was kind of a dry run and um a lot of the feedback was actually pretty positive even players that didn't like it then participated and changed their mind so uh and then as far as like the pro format um Going forward, I was told that pro singles and doubles are going to be three out of five win by two in the winners. There you go. And the reason, and the reason they didn't do it in singles was they had made the decision. I guess it was a decision that they had made, but they didn't really think about. They didn't enact it until after pro singles had already been done because it was on Friday. Um, but I think, I think it's great. I, I, you know, again, I'm a fan, especially as far as the time, because uh, you know, like Ben said, you could win the winners bracket and you could not play for two days. And then, mm-hmm. and then what, and then mm-hmm. what happens, man, you know, you get a team that comes hot out of the losers and, and, you know, and it's, it's hard to play a final at one o'clock in the morning when you've been sitting and then you're or playing two or three or four. Yeah, yeah. it's tough. Right. It's tough. So I think the, the, the best team should always win. The, the best team always wins the event. Right. But I mean, the team that doesn't lose the day the event starts and all that good, whatever. It's my opinion. I don't care. Yeah. It's how I feel. So, but I, I, I liked it. I liked it. I think it was good. Friday night pro singles was done and it was like 10 o'clock yeah. and that's awesome. That's a, right? saying something right there. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah. Open singles was done. Open doubles was done. They were still playing the losers bracket and they were knocking the losers bracket matches out. It was just match, 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 match. So I think from a time perspective, it was good. They were done Sunday night before midnight and to have a tournament with 325 players there and to be done Sunday night at, you know, before midnight, I think that's, I think that says a lot about the format and the staff and yeah. And, and it made uh, a whole lot so. more time for the, uh, the after party, the party, right? Ben, <laughs> <laughs> I mean, that's why we're there. Because when we were sitting down, we're eating lunch the day before. I think it was Saturday. And I told Dustin, I said, listen, if we win this thing, we were sitting there in the restaurant. And I noticed in the case there was a couple bottles of champagne. I said, we win this thing. I'm going and I'm buying a bottle of champagne. And we're going to just like NASCAR this up in the parking lot. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, 100%. But then we ended up playing the finals until like, you know, 
11 o'clock at night. I ran down to the bar afterwards, and they were already closed oh, up. Oh, man. I was so pissed off. Should have bought it like, first. Oh. Bought it anyway. I was like, I look like a real idiot right now. I promise <laughs> champagne. <laughs> and it didn't deliver. Uh, yeah, but you still got a title, and that's good enough. That's it. Very true. That's it. I take it, buddy. I Congratulations, take it. <laughs> by the way. That's that's great stuff. Yeah, really, really, really got to say. So, okay, you're playing with each other. You have a great weekend. Um, the two of you, I want to know, what match did you step into in Experts where you thought, don't know if we got this one, but you, you actually surprised yourselves and, and won it? What, uh, what would that be, Dustin? Do you, do you have a, an opinion on that? Um, probably Gashi and Lowe. Gashi and Lowe. I mean, they're, they're playing really good through open at that time, too. So yeah. I'm glad they did not bring that mojo into Expert. Cool. Mm. And ben, it was close. I mean, it went three games. I mean, we got a couple breaks. I okay. Mean, okay. Ball rolled our way a couple times. Mm. That's good. And take it. Yep. And Ben, how yep. about you? Do you concur on that? Yeah, absolutely. And to start that, to start that match, we were about to, you know, get ready to serve the ball. Dustin turned to me and he goes, "Listen, I'm not getting bumped up for a fifth, sixth finish, Ben." <laughs> I said, "All right." <laughs> there you go. And I was like, go. "We have to, I was like, "He's going to put his foot in this thing. I got to. I got to deliver as well." <laughs> there you go. And like nice. the, like he said, they, those guys were playing great all weekend. And they're they're great guys, love them to death. But like I said, that was that was probably the tightest one there. Mm. And, all, and and really honestly, we we're you know watching matches coming back, you know, through the losers bracket. I uh, Mason and Mason were playing incredible, and I was like, oh god, I hope they don't come back through, because those boys sure. had some juice coming their way. <laughs> wow! And I was like, oh, well, that's that's gonna be you know we're gonna have to be on our A game for them. But the, uh, the, the father, son, the father, son, mm. no, the brother, yeah. Mason. Oh, 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 the kids. Yeah. I remember that. But they were, they were coming back through on a terror and I was like, Oh boy. I was like, I immediately ran over to a table and I started hitting pull shots out of the back. <laughs> I said, I should be ready. <laughs> yeah. Those, those kids, those kids won some matches, man. They beat some good teams. Oh yes. That's, that's like I said, be, so, uh, between Yashi and Lou and then those two coming Cam, back through, that's was, was Cam it? and Connor, Cam Mason and Connor Mason. Cam and Connor, gotcha. Yeah. Yeah. They took, yeah. Third and expert doubles. Yeah. That, that they they were, they were a tough team. Killer. That was a tough team. Yeah. 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 Jeez. But no, and man, then you, we're also hoping that Dan Bennett and Bob didn't come back through because you know how it goes when you play local guys. Yep. Yeah. Everybody okay. knows each other's game. Yes. And it's down to the coin flip at that point. <laughs> Yeah, especially in that two out of three, man. That's why, like I said, oh, the, the, mm-hmm. the, the three, that's why I'm I'm enjoying the three out of five because, uh, you know, you can get rolled quick in two games. It's, mm-hmm. it's uh, It can be ugly, and that's why expert is so tough to win. And, again, that's why – congratulations because, again, that's – expert doubles at the kickoff in that field. That's, that's, that's a big win. You guys should both be very proud. So. Thank you. I appreciate that. Yeah. So we're gonna we're gonna finish on an esoteric note here. <clears throat> if um if either one of you had a, a choice, um, what do you think needs to happen for foosball? What what needs to change uh, in twenty twenty four to make it better? Ben, you start. Um, I think really I don't know if it's a change right now. I do like what's happening right now with foosball. You know, they're mm-hmm. trying different formats at different tournaments, and they you know. They're throwing stuff at the wall and see what sticks. And they're actually getting feedback from players. 
Um, mm-hmm. we, I think the biggest thing right now in foosball is getting younger players interested. And there were some younger players that I haven't seen, you know, that came out to this tournament. And that's the most promising thing about the future of the sport yes. is getting people interested in getting them out playing because we don't get those fresh faces in there. We're all going to be playing this game until we're 70 years old. Oh, until I'm almost there. Hit the ball oh, anymore. No, no. You're right. <laughs> Too late. I'm gonna, yeah. I'm gonna, I'm gonna, I'm gonna start hitting banks out of the back, and Randy's gonna threaten me. <laughs> <laughs> He's gonna get you one way or the but other. Right. Oh, yeah. <laughs> no, oh, but it's yeah. gonna. It, it, was, it was nice to see some younger faces, and that's what we need. Oh yeah. And Dustin, how about yourself? What do you think needs to change? That was that was the easy answer. That, that was the one I was going to give too. Um, <laughs> yeah, sure. maybe, maybe maybe getting those old faces out that stop playing on tour and get those guys back out oh, too. No question. There's a few people like that out there. A uh, mm-hmm. few really really top players who need to get back in the game. And I mean, maybe a point reset will help some of that too, right? That's if, something if else we active for a while. You know, the, we could probably get into, but we probably shouldn't because it's good. It could take a while, but. Um, points reset, um, when it does actually happen, because suddenly we're, we're now starting from zero again. So mm, the, the original plan was to reset certain categories. I think experts, um, and, uh, and, uh, what was the other, I think, uh, amateurs. So rook, rookie amateur and expert are going to get widened, mm-hmm. right? And then they're just gonna, um, they, they, they recalibrated all the masters to get them seated mm-hmm. and then and then they're just going to adjust pro so pro still the 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 width of the range is the same they just widened rookie amateur and expert and then um having talked to mr donald the other day he said that they're going to be putting in a lot of work over the next few weeks before the hall of fame to get to make sure that they're doing something uh they're heading in the right direction in a positive direction with the points and i think before they make any decisions, they're going to, they're going to let the player base know mm-hmm. and then, and then go from there, which I think is great. I love Donald Wilson. Shout out to Donald Wilson. He's, yeah. uh, he, he's being extremely transparent with, uh, mm-hmm. with what he's wanting to do. Uh, you know, president of the USTSO, uh, you know, he's player positive and he's just trying to grow the sport. So thank you, Donald. Uh, but you guys, again, man, I appreciate you guys coming on. Mm-hmm. Uh, you you guys are great. Congratulations. Yeah, thanks for again. Yes, and, uh, awesome I play. Look forward, to, look forward to seeing you guys on tour always, man. I enjoy playing with you guys. So if you guys need anything, let me know. And, uh, yeah, thanks wow. for coming on. Very cool. Yeah, thanks, Randy. Thanks, Tom. Thanks, and thanks, uh, thank, Tom. Thank, thank you, Dustin. Thank you, Ben. And, Ben, next time, uh, the 1776 at 4 in the morning. I'm not sure we ought to do that <laughs> next time. I don't know. Just saying. That's okay. Oh, I should all... Yeah, it's fine. I should also It'll mention. It'll buff out, Tom. Don't worry. All right. All right. All right. That's cool. I'm just. I should also mention that uh, uh, Keith Glenn was was part of the debauchery, and uh, oh yeah, yeah. Um, so. Keith's always good for that. He's always in the mix somewhere. <laughs> yeah. Oh, yeah. <laughs> At any rate, it's great having you guys on. And again, once again, this is a is now our new format. We are ending the show precisely in one hour. So I hope that makes everybody happy. We're, we're looking forward to uh, more, more great feedback from our listeners and by all means, don't hesitate to let us know uh, whenever you see us live at a tournament or whenever, you know, you feel like dropping us an email. Anyway, uh, Foos Talk Live episode 195 is now concluded. Once again, thanks to Ben and Dustin for being with us on Foos Talk Live. We'll be back again next week. Foosball tournaments are everywhere. Thanks,
Later Thank you. Boost Talk Live See, have a good presents night. a weekly update of events near you with the Foos Talk Live Tournament Beat. Here's what's up. Don't miss the DFW Championships of Foosball, February 16th through the 18th, Bender's Sports and Spirits in Richardson, Texas. It's the 2024 Vancouver Foosball Championships, February 16th through the 18th, KOU Studios in Vancouver, British Columbia. It's the Romp in the Swamp Florida Foosball Tour kickoff, February 17th and 18th at Dart Barn Games in Jacksonville, Florida. Don't miss the 2024 South Dakota State Foosball Championships, February 23rd through the 25th at Royal River Casino and Hotel, Flandro, South Dakota. The 508 Foosball Club presents the first annual Wicked Winter Foosball Tournament, February 24th at Don Carlos in Fall River, Massachusetts. Get ready for the 716 Buffalo Foosball Open, February 24th, Riverworks Buffalo, New York. Plan your vacation with the 2024 Costa Rica Summer Beach Tournament, March 7th through the 10th, Amapola Casino and Beach Hotel in Jaco, Costa Rica. It's the 2024 Wisconsin State Championship, set for March 21st through the 24th at the Clarion Hotel in Appleton, Wisconsin. It's the Utah Foosball Bash, March 22nd through 24th at Murray Eagles, Salt Lake City, Utah. 518 Foosball presents the Mad March Smashdown, March 30th at Trickshots Billiards and Wicked Eatery, Clifton Park, New York. Two Gun Productions presents the 2024 Oklahoma State Championship, April 4th through the 7th at Magoo's in Tulsa, Oklahoma. The 2024 Canadian Foosball Tour continues with the Canadian Hall of Fame Open, April 5th through the 7th. Tailgater Sports, Entertainment and Food, Ottawa, Canada. International Foosball Promotions presents the 2024 Hall of Fame Classic, April 17th through the 21st at the Westgate Resort and Casino in Las Vegas, Nevada. PDX Foosball presents Moneyball 2024. That's May 9th through the 12th at the Crown Plaza Hotel in Portland, Oregon. The 2024 Illinois State Championships, June 7th through the 9th, Poplar Creek Bowl, Hoffman Estates, Illinois. International Foosball Promotions presents the 2024 National Championships and North American Cup. Scheduled for June 26th through the 30th. or details coming soon. The 2024 Tornado Championships officially on August 28th through September 2nd at the Clarion Hotel in Lexington, Kentucky. The 2024 Florida State Championship and Masters Open coming up September 26th through the 29th at Holiday Inn in Clearwater, Florida. Mark your calendar for the 2024 Michigan State Championships, October 11th through the 13th in Lansing, Michigan. More details coming soon. Two Gun Productions presents the 2024 Halloween Open, October 31st through November 3rd at Magoo's in Tulsa, Oklahoma. It's the 2024 North Carolina State Championships, November 28th through December 1st at the Crown Plaza in Asheville, North Carolina. Each week, we do our best to give you the most up-to-date listing of foosball tournaments near you. If you have an event you'd like to add, send us all the details at info at foosballradio.com. Tune in every week for the